So here we're back with Hard Times on Film, and uh, we're pretty lucky here because uh, just after we finished recording our episode about Hard Times, Big Ray uh, got a surprise in the mail. Big Ray, what happened, buddy? Well, wouldn't you know it, we were just uh, lamenting the fact that I didn't get a copy of uh, the novelization in time to record that episode, and uh, lo and behold, the very next day, what pops up in the mail but The Street Fighter. A novel by Gordon Newman. That happened to be Christmas Day or your birthday? <laughs> no, no. But every day feels like uh, one of those days whenever I get something new Bronson related in the mail. So tell us a bit about the novelization. How, like how similar was it to the film? It has uh, pretty much everything that's in the film in it. But there is quite a lot uh, in this book that we don't get in the film. How much of that, how much of that was filmed and then cut? Uh, because, you know, word has it they cut like a half an hour from the movie, uh, which we talked yeah. about. Uh, Paul Talbot in his book, Bronson's Loose Again, has that whole chapter on hard times. And he talked about how Jill Ireland and, and Charles Bronson took these roles because they were really excited about how much dialogue and how much character development um, there was in the script. Yeah. And then they were both kind of angry when the film came out because uh, a lot of the the scenes that they were really working hard on as actors uh, were no longer in in the movie so what did you what did you see so far in the novelization on that front ray yeah well i'll mention a couple of them for sure you can definitely see again i don't know how many of these were filmed or not but you can definitely see a lot of places where where cheney is really developed as a character the the novel follows him it's not in first person it's not through his eyes but it it follows him and we see his thoughts um, we hear how he feels about other people and how he feels about his situation. And because in the movie, we're at such a remove from Cheney, like we see him and his sort of stone expression out towards the world. And we have to kind of project on him, like, what is this guy feeling? But in the book, we, we get a lot of what he's feeling, which, which really adds a lot to, to hard times to, to have this as sort of background. That's interesting. Yeah, like you see him when he shows up at his at his new apartment, for example, and he walks in, he gives the landlord nothing in terms of a response. He literally just gives him his, his buck 50. The guy leaves, yeah. Bronson checks the fan, the overhead fan, then he checks the water. And that's it. Like, there's no sense of, oh, he's, he loves it <laughs> or, or he hates it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But in, in the book, we get a lot of that and not just little add-ons. Like a lot of times in novelizations, they're just taking the script, reading the actor's face, finding a line that, that somehow reflects the, the grimace or the smile or whatever the actor had injected into that scene. But this book is really adding backstory and stuff that's not even suggested by the film at all. So just to ramp up to some of that, though, I had mentioned it's a novel by Gordon Newman, based on the screenplay by Walter Hill, Brian Ginfill, and uh, Bruce Hanstel. So Gordon Newman is an interesting character. He's in his late 20s when he writes this book. Um, and sometimes these are authors that you never hear about again. But, but this fella, uh, also by the name of G.F. Newman, actually goes on to a super long and illustrious career in British film and producing. And he develops a whole bunch of award-winning television shows in his own right. And he's still alive and still producing stuff. So G.F. Uh, Newman. Um, like I said, I don't know how much of what's added here is coming from him or how much of it is coming from a script that then got trimmed when they filmed. But very early in the novel, uh, 
a lot of a lot of these extra details start jumping out right away, even in the first few pages. So we get two full scenes with Cheney prior to pretty much anything we get in the novel. So we just we don't join him in the book as he arrives on the train. We see him get on the train uh, in in sort of the the place that he's leaving, and we get this impression that he's moving on. And we get an interaction with another fellow traveler of the rails. And we learn a lot about the character of Cheney right off the bat through this interaction. Cheney gets on the train himself under his own steam. He's this powerful individual. He's the guy we know from the film. But the next guy that comes along needs a hand up. Like he needs a help on, onto the train. And Cheney helps him, but very reluctantly. Uh, and, and just shows an incredible amount of disdain for this, this other guy who needs to be helped onto the train. Like Cheney has no time for anyone in the, in the depression era who's looking for a handout, who needs, who needs help, who wants to whine about their problems. So we get this real interior monologue from him that he, he knows he's self-sufficient and he can He's going to get things done for himself. And if you don't have that attitude, he doesn't really have any time for you. Do they have any sort of sense um, of, of like where he comes from? Like, is that addressed at all in that first little bit? Not in that first little bit, but we do find out like he, he's a man. It's going to come up. I want to read a little chunk, uh, but he's a man who had a family. He's a man like many others who lost everything during this time. And so, yeah, he's really had everything stripped uh, away from him. Yeah, in the episode, you're saying that this this uh, character is a lot like a Steinbeck character. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like just kind of in yeah, in the face of that kind of adversity, just just moving forward uh, with nothing. Uh, we get uh, we get a second scene too before he even starts fighting, where he sees an opportunity to make four dollars for himself. He's in a bar and he spies a pickpocket, um, steals a wallet from another really sort of weak, weakling kind of character, another man that Cheney really looks down on. He's, he calls him the pigeon and he sees this guy get his wallet stolen and the guy takes his wallet and goes into the men's room. And Cheney basically arranges with this guy who's been ripped off that he'll go in and get his wallet back from the pickpocket if he gets to keep four of the eight dollars that are in it and so he goes into the bathroom after the guy after making this arrangement it basically breaks his arm oh, for four bucks <laughs> for four bucks oh. yeah so he's hard as nails right out of the gates in this in this book and uh really yeah really interesting to see his thoughts about all the, all of these events yeah and more action too again it's like yeah, a, more action you just the mind reels at the idea of how how many more uh films could have been produced with this character oh yeah absolutely we find out some other interesting details like um speed's real name oh is, uh, it's not is, speedweed well, it's well, it's Spencer Weed, and so Spencer <laughs> Weed shortened to Speed. That's great. Yeah, is his is his real name? So we get some stuff like that. But um, yeah, I wanted to take I wanted to have a closer look at at one little part here, just to give you a sense of of how this thing reads and and just much how much it reads like a real novel with with all of the detail and the 
the stuff we might expect from that. Yeah, no, but hit it, hit it, take it away, Big Ray. Cheney turned, was about to throw the gun on the bar when he caught sight of himself in a portion of the shattered mirror. It wasn't as if it was him. He was seeing instead the man he had once been before his family all died, the man who had loved and trusted and wanted to give. Yesterday's man, before the Cheney who now hated so much and mistrusted so much, made his appearance. The reason the anger and the hurt continued was because he could no longer trust any person or thing other than himself, his own strength, and because of it, there was at the core of him a nagging fear. He hated himself just then, and in a violent, futile gesture, he blasted the image of himself he saw before him. That's cool. Yeah, I love that. So that moment's in the movie. We see Bronson turn with the gun and see himself in the mirror and, and blast it. But to have so much behind what in the movie just comes across as almost maybe even an amusing part of that exchange in the bar, him just blowing the hell out of the mirror. There's all this self-hatred and, and memory of his past. And there's all this stuff injected in that, in that one scene that I think is super interesting. That is super interesting. Yeah, that's great. So the whole, the whole book's like this. So it gives you a backstory on all the scenes it's just shot through with this kind of insight into these people and why they're doing what they're doing and what they used to do. And it's, it's very, yeah, it's very layered. It doesn't read at all. Like someone just took the script and, you know, banged it out into, into a short novel. Cool, man. Yeah. So I definitely think this, this is one to pick up. I had a hell of a time finding it. I looked and looked, uh, like I'd said, until, until I realized looking for a book called The Street Fighter instead of a book called Hard Times made it way easier to track down. So, yeah, you know, fire up the internet and you can probably get yourself a copy of this for a few bucks. And this one's definitely well worth it. Well, th- I'm really excited about this one, Big Ray. I have to admit, like, sometimes you'll talk about the novelization and, and it's like, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. But this actually, I, I'm going to go out and get one for sure. Or I may end up having to bore yours if that's cool. Do it. I'll <laughs> yeah, I'll lend it to you. No problem. Thanks, man. Well, that's uh, that's it for hard times. Uh, the uh, the special uh, between the covers, uh, Bronson's book corner edition. And uh, my name's my name's Nick. My name's Ray. And we'll talk to you next week. Hard times on film and in print. I'm not a man, 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 I'